Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Back inside, inside the lunch table here on a Friday at 1248. Calvin, how are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing good, big man. Ready for the weekend. I uh, got my older sister dunking a ring this weekend, getting ready to graduate. So lots of excitement going on. What about you, big man? Shout out, shout out. Uh, I'm doing okay, man. I, I thought today would be a little bit worse uh, than what I was uh, expecting or than what it is. Obviously, tech loss last night. We're going to get into that here in a couple of minutes. We're going to talk about the NBA as well. MVP race. Can we add somebody else in the MVP race with eight games left in the season? <laughs> is that possible? We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, I do want to jump into this college basketball, uh, these college basketball games yesterday. Um, I'm just going to get this one out of the way. Tech loss to Duke. Uh, a couple of things, a couple of takeaways from this game. First and foremost, shout out to Duke. Uh, shout out to Coach K. It took Duke shooting 77%, I believe is what it was, on uh, contest shots for them to, for them to win. Um, I'm personally not upset. Uh, that day one, I thought we played good, good enough to win. Yes, I thought we played good enough to win. Um, again, they just made more baskets than we did, unfortunately. I know that that, that sounds kind of crazy, um, but let me tell you something. Texas Tech has exceeded everybody's expectations and some. Uh, we were picked to finish by, by a lot of people, fifth, sixth, seventh in the Big 12. Uh, some, some people even had us at 10th in the Big 12, finishing last, which is just astronomically beyond me. Um, and we make it to the championship game, Big 12 championship game. We make it to the Sweet 16. I think we surpassed everybody's expectations. We were undefeated at home. Uh, I've got nothing but love and respect uh, for, for this team. And I think that, especially with Duke, what really um, – what and, and they – they must have watched a lot of film because let me tell you something. This has been this has been one of our biggest struggles all year. When teams play a zone defense for a little bit, it shakes us up. Uh, we don't have just knockdown shooters left and right. Uh, not consistent knockdown shooters uh, left and right like other teams do, especially like a Kansas or even a Duke. Um, and so, but I, but again, I want to I want to shout out Duke, man. They played a phenomenal game. It was back and forth. It was a great game to watch. If you didn't watch it. Uh, I don't know what you were doing, but uh, it was a phenomenal game. Uh, it, like I said, it took Duke shooting the lights out of the gym. They, listen, they, did, they didn't miss for like a six-minute span in the second half. Like you – sometimes, and Calvin, you know this, sometimes, especially in these one-game series, there's really nothing that you can do. I mean, yes, could we have gone down and, and scored? Absolutely. And gone toe-for-toe, toe? yes. But if they're hitting step-back threes – um, if they're hitting highly contested shots, highly contested threes, if the if the ball is going their way, uh, if it's if it's hitting off the rim a certain way, and it's falling right into their hands, which sometimes it did, that's just what happens, and that's what basketball is. Am I wrong, Kevin? No, man, he's 110% correct. There was um, I think the biggest difference in this game was uh, we saw Duke. The there were a couple of Duke guys who were hitting NBA shots, and when you hit NBA shots in college, it makes you pretty damn good. And uh, the fact that yep. there were a couple of times where these guys were shooting um, contested pull-ups on the move, contested threes on the move. These are like I said, NBA shots, and they were knocking them down. And now, granted, some of those guys are, are NBA kids, but if you're gonna hit like that, there's nothing you can do. And like Cav said, um. 
when uh, Duke switched to the two, three zone, I texted my man and I asked him, I said, Kev, please tell me there's shooters on the bench, bro. Please tell me there are shooters on the bench. And he said, <laughs> well, <laughs> and I, that, that, that was it right there. The moment it switched to that two, three zone. Um, I think Mark Adams did a good job. He called the timeout. You switched to his zone and then you attacked. The Loved the it. Yes. A bit better. And I think and that I, was I wanna, absolutely crucial. Go ahead. I want to, I want to throw this out there. And, and this is like the, like when I had a problem with Memphis in the Gonzaga game, Penny Hardaway never didn't call a timeout, and I love that Mark Adams called that timeout, settled him down, settled the guys down a little bit. Listen, I thought in the first four minutes of the game, first off, Texas Tech could not have played a better uh, first four minutes of any game, Uh, and and, and this was the game to do it, and they played almost a damn near a perfect four minutes um, to start. We got three turnovers in a row. They weren't making their shots, but the ceiling for Duke is – is so well, high. Let me tell you, and this that's my next thing I want to I take away from this game, and you might disagree with me here, but the, the biggest thing I got from this game was Mark Adams was absolutely ready to win this game. I don't think your roster was ready to win this game, and I think Mark Adams will solve that problem as we move on deeper into his tenure. But the one thing I can tell you I took away from last night, um, Mark Adams went punt for punt with Coach K. Now, Coach K had a little absolutely. questionable call where he put in that, uh, I want to say it was like number 34, um, some some kid off the bench in the first half who came in and airballed two threes and then smoked an open layup. And um, I don't know what Coach K did there, but besides that, I didn't really have a problem with what Coach K did either. I think the second half, the two three was real good. But like I said, um, when Mark Adams called a timeout and we saw Tech, when you break two three zones are always hard to deal with just because they screw up your offense. You've got, you've got to get out of fluidity. Especially and in college. You, I, like, I really want absolutely. to – Especially in college. And especially with, uh, with the offense that we run, um absolutely and it, i think it screws us up when and one of the things that's really important to um texas tech is getting brandon or i want to say it's brandon williams whatever his first name is open off the ball and when they switched to the two three zone he had to go to the creator in the middle of the paint but that's the thing i loved was the fact that mark adams was able to put your best player back in on ball situations and the whole idea was the two of the two three was to take your b williams out of the game and so the fact that mark adams kept him involved was absolutely great for me like I said, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of knocks against Texas Tech for the reasons that Kath laid out. Um, on paper, this wasn't really a game for me. I mean, there's, what, three or four really good kids at Duke that are going to be maybe not really good NBA players, but at least decent NBA players. And so I just I, I don't have a lot of knocks. Like I said, I think Mark Adams was 110% ready to win this game, and I would not be surprised if he's back with a, maybe a little bit more of a forged and fire squad than what he's got right now. Shout out to your guys, though. Lots of dogs on there, man. They got hard with those kids. Oh, absolutely. I think, again, um, no knock on them either. I'm not here to bash them just because they aren't as talented as the Duke kids. There's nothing wrong with not being as talented as what will be a top five pick in the NBA draft. It's just that's sometimes how it goes, man. That's just sometimes how it goes. Well, and, and I think really what first off, what separated Duke there towards the end was the fact that, A, uh, we went five for nine from the free throw line. At one point, we were yeah, three for seven. Absolutely. That can't happen. That's four points that you leave. And listen, that's been a struggle with us all year. And the only way that we were ever going to win games uh, deep into March was to have a a substantial enough of a lead uh, to not Mm. to where you have to rely on your free throws. And also they were 10 for 10 at one point as well, but Montero played phenomenal seven for 12 from from the field, three for four from three dropped 22 points. Uh, Dylan Roach is phenomenal. Moore was, he played well. Those right there are three, First round, if not, uh, maybe maybe more will be a second round pick. Hey, but there Mark three, Williams in there too. I think guys, Mark right? Williams, the top twenty. Oh yeah, and obviously, and obviously Mark Williams. Which, by the way, I really loved what we did with Mark Williams in the first half. 
Coach I K agree. went to the Coach K went to the locker room and it was Alley City. And that was it. And that was it. And listen, and, and you really and, and listen, and you really can't do much. Uh, bro, when, if, ben Carroll's gonna bake, if, if Ben Carroll's going to break down the deep, and like I said, this is another one where this this is an NBA kid. This kid is talented, man, and he was breaking people down off the bounce, and when you have to step, I mean, I got a lot of love for Mark Williams, but when you're seven feet tall, it's not too hard to throw down an alley-oop. The one I got to give Mark Williams to yeah. was um, the the probably the biggest play in this game was um, either the, the, the pull-up three or Mark Williams just emphatic dunk. He threw an absolute yeah. hammer down oh, in this yeah. game, and it really got the Duke team rolling. So, like I've said, I mean, they got four guys who are some pretty nice talents, man. There's no way around that. These are, I think Ben Carroll's probably outside of Jay Nivey, the second best player I've seen in the tournament so far. This game was absolutely phenomenal. I watched Chad Holmgren play average again. And so shout out to Ben Carroll increasing that draft stock, big man. Well, yeah, if you are a tech fan and you listen, uh, TJ Shan just hit the portal just 20 minutes ago. Um, I'm not really going to get into that because my opinion about TJ Shannon is not very popular one out here in Lubbock. Um, <laughs> So I really don't worry, man. I, I, we'll, I, find <laughs> we'll, we'll find eight points. We'll find eight points. That's not irreplaceable. Don't we'll you worry. Find, I, there's definitely a lot. There was definitely throughout the season. There's definitely a lot of head scratching uh, plays that 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 he did. <laughs> that I was just like, "What the bleep are you doing?" Um, but uh, O'Banner's coming back. McCullough's coming back. Shout out to Bryson Williams, best player in the Big Twelve uh, outside of Abaji. I hope that he goes in the first round. I he I I hope he goes in the first round. I don't know if he I don't know necessarily if uh, teams will take him in the first round. There definitely are better big men in the league right now in college basketball right now. Uh, but I he is lights out from. I mean, if you get him going, you get him going, and he's going to get you a bucket. But we're done talking about tech. Um, depressing loss, obviously. We'll be back. I have I have no worries about that. We have three really good players coming in, and oh, I, I do want to throw this in there. I'm your not even about before the players, we bro. Your coach, your coach. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. So Calvin's dad said this. Uh, said this yesterday. Calvin was telling me, um, and it just felt like Adam or the, the team, the players were not the players that Adam wants. Adams wants, and I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the statement. Uh, I think that he he hit on all the transfer guys first off. Absolutely, uh, and, and then. And, he and number to. two, he had to. Yeah, well, he yeah, had to win right no, now. He had right. He had no option, right? So I think this, <laughs> the this last next, guy kind of tore the walls down on his way out. So uh, it's not like he came in with a uh, peaches and roses waiting for him on the bedside table. Well, that's what I. I also want people to understand that just under a year ago, we had five players uh, to our to our name. Because that's one thing we don't talk about with Chris Beard. We always talk about the snake side of Chris Beard, but we never talk about the fact that he tried to destroy your program when he left. That was in full intention in his mind. The reason why he left so late and took all the players that he did was intention to destroy this program. And, I mean, you played – now, granted, uh, one of the things I saw on Twitter was that you only got a extra game, but (laughs) I hate to break it to you, big man. You lost to some competency. So I don't really think it's the same argument right there as they argue apple to oranges. Well, yeah, I don't know about you, Calvin, but I would rather have my team uh, lose in the Sweet 16 to a team that's probably going to has a really good chance of winning the entire thing uh, than, than losing a round of 32 game. So, and they Absolutely. lost to a good Purdue team. Texas did. That's not. Uh, but anyways, um, I think we'll be back. And listen, I think that I I think that the players that Mark Adams is recruiting and that have already committed to Tech, and I love this philosophy, and I don't know why Beard didn't do this. 
uh, Mark Adams is recruiting shooters. Absolutely. He's recruiting shooters, guys that think, can score. Offensive minded crazy uh, this year was the fact that he didn't have right. shooters. I mean, I, I think right. it, he would he tried to um, convince some guys who uh, maybe had some issues shooting. Um, who was the guy on the court yesterday? Um, I can't tell you his name off the top of my head. Um, but he was, I think he was playing the shooting guard and there was a couple of times where he was left open and you could tell in his eyes, man, I do not want to shoot this ball, bro. I do not want to shoot this ball. And he would head fake and nobody would step out. And then he would have to take the three and Mark Adams was sitting on the sideline, just in pain, in pain. So I think, uh, like, like I said, man, um, the coach, if, if anything I learned from last night's game was that Mark Adams is more than ready for this stage. So I have no, no doubt. That oh, absolutely. I think he is absolutely more than ready than, uh, for, for just the, March in general, and obviously Absolutely. the Big Twelve. And let's also again, when Beard was here, he didn't really. Re- Here's Adam's philosophy: I'm going to go and recruit, and we're going to bring guys in uh, into Lubbock that already know how to score, that that have a pretty shot, that can make down open or make uh, open down shots, that can that can go to the bucket and get a and, and get a bucket. And then we're just going to teach them how to play defense. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we're just going to teach them how to play defense. And I, I like the philosophy there. Hopefully, it's going to work out here. Uh, but, again, Tech isn't going to go anywhere, so I hope people don't really think that. Let's move on, though. I want to talk about this Arkansas-Gonzaga game. Uh, Arkansas did upset Gonzaga. Gonzaga did not look very good yesterday at all. Gonzaga, not one time this entire year did they ever reach their ceiling. Not one time. Now, Calvin, I have a question. It's a hypothetical question. You know I like these. What? Do you think that the reason why Gonzaga cannot make it to the final four in national championship game and win the whole thing, do you think it is because they play in such a bad conference? Well, um, you got to remember uh, last year, they, they just got out dogged in the championship game. I don't really think it had much to do with the roster. I think they were um, uh, or last year, pardon me, a couple years ago, whenever it was that Jalen Suggs played in the title game, uh, they, they ran into an incredibly competent Baylor team. And I think last night they ran into a similar problem that your Texas Tech team ran into. Um, Arkansas made a lot of tough shots, man. Um, uh, I don't think if you would have told um, Mark Few that coming down the clutch here that the Arkansas point guard was going to hit a double clutch three-pointer to basically ice the game, he would have told you you were crazy. So um, shout out to Arkansas, man. They did a lot of things right in this game that um, I did not think were going to go right. Um, took a lot of bad shots that ended up going in. So uh, you kind of have to nod your cap. Um the fact that Arkansas shot 28% from three, I kind of thought would be enough for Gonzaga to win this game. But the fact that they shot even worse was that goes back to the uh, Auburn game last week. If you're just going to play a little bit worse than the other team. Um, I don't think their tournament issues has uh, a lot of uh, to do with the conference. Um, Gonzaga did really good at playing good teams at the beginning of the season. Um, one of the issues they had this year, I think, was just the fact that this roster was not as deep as Mark Few wanted it to be. Um, there were only five real guys on this team. I mean, you saw them try to makeshift something come off the bench in this game and it never really worked um I, I just disappointment man I don't like uh there were two or three of the foul calls on Chet at the back end that I thought were really soft and um the moment he left this game I thought it was just about over um he was terrible in the first half again but I saw some signs in the second half from Chet uh I did like the fact that he was um assertive in this game maybe a little bit too assertive and got it fouled out but the, the three-point shot looked good, but the size just kills me, man. The size is still a red flag for me. I thought the big guy from Arkansas gave him a little bit of restraint, and you can't get bullied all the way underneath the basket and just hope you're going to block the no. shot. So 
No. But um, like you said, Williams I, I is don't know. Phenomenal, by the way. I hope. Yeah. I hope everybody understands that Williams is a phenomenal player, and he didn't even play well yesterday. He yeah, dropped he, you yeah. 15 points. They go as far boards, as Williams absolutely. takes them. Usually, usually they go as far as Williams takes them. It was Neo. Uh, it was Notes Day yesterday. So I, the the thing that really here's what just is mind boggling. Um, and I want to throw this out here because I touched on it whenever they, whenever Gonzaga beat Memphis. And I, I think this has been by far the worst officiating March Madness I've probably ever watched, <laughs> hands down. It's just been terrible, uh, man. It's been, it's been so Every game yesterday. Bad. Well, no, maybe not the Michigan game. I didn't watch the Michigan game. But the three games I watched, the officiating was just head scratching. Bro, in the Arkansas-Gonzaga game, and probably the biggest moment of the game, the Arkansas kids stepped out of bounds before they hit a three to go up six. He stepped yeah. out of bat like oh like I get fouls I get travels I get carries like all of that stuff we can debate. He stepped out of bounds, man. He stepped well, out of bounds. Did you see that travel? Did you see that travel uh, yesterday in the Tech game right before they hit that three in the corner? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. 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 The whole the whole effing world saw it too. That we were tr- Texas Tech was trending. Duke was trending because of it. That one I'm not as upset about as stepping out of bounds because that's something no, – no, if no, I was I in the NBA, that. I don't think they were going to call that in the league either. And that's just something – that's what has come with the change of basketball, something that Rick Barry hinted at in that interview we talked about a few weeks ago. But stepping yeah. out of but let's, bounds tr- – like, it's just – that's so sad, man. It's so – let, 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 let me throw call. this stat at you. Let me throw let me this stat it, at let you. Let me hear it. So, in the last two games with Gonzaga, uh, their game against Arkansas yesterday and then the game against uh, Memphis – Last week, to start the second half, there was 14 minutes in between the Memphis and the Arkansas game, where Gonzaga only committed one foul. Do you believe that at all? Only committed one foul in four, in a 14 minute span between two games, uh, not 14 minutes each game. It was it was the first 10 minutes of uh, the second half against Memphis, and then I think it was like the last four and a, or the first four and a half. Um, against Arkansas well, because well, you you listen you remember it, when they played when they played Memphis they went those first 10 minutes right there without a foul called on them that's mind-boggling to me well no the then, Memphis game the Memphis game is a little bit different but the Arkansas game I have no way in saying the refs helped Gonzaga by any measure I mean they no, threw no, out I, their best no, no, no I'm I'm not saying that they helped them I I just saw that stat today and I just thought that that was definitely Head scratching for I'll sure. Give you, I'll give they you the, they, the number is head scratching, but I mean, I, I really think the refs beat the hell out of the Zags in this game, man. I mean, the, 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 the one at the end, I mean, damn it. The, so if, if a guard is going to attack me, we're going to break down the basics of basketball right here. If the guard is going to attack me, I'm allowed to do two things A, I'm allowed to keep my hands up, and B, I'm allowed to go vertical. Chet Holmgren did both of those things and got kicked out of a Sweet 16 game. That really pissed me off, man. Really, well, you really me can't off. go. You really can't go vertical in today's basketball. Let's be honest. And, but, but okay, and that's my thing because I saw that on Twitter too. Was like, well, we've eliminated going vertical. Then take it out of the rule. Then take yeah, it out I of the agree. rule because it's not. It, that's not been eliminated. Just say you bro. can't that's jump. Just, just of say you can't jump. That's what I'm saying. If you just want everyone to take charges, say that. But that, but that doesn't interest me, bro. I hate that so much. The restrict, like if if you're coming over, I want to see him clean a shop, bro. I don't want to see a seven footer holding his nuts to take a charge, bro. It drives me mental. Right. I know that's what I'm saying. So, uh, I, but definitely, hey, shout out to Arkansas, man. Like keep the momentum no, alive. I think you might just probably get waxed by Duke, but at least you keep, keep the love going. If you can shoot like you did against the Zags, uh, you're going to have an issue. Can't go 28% or whatever the number was. Yeah. 28% from three. Let's hopefully that we can get that up a little bit. 
Uh, definitely, definitely do agree with that. I think this in this, and I, I hinted at this last episode. It doesn't matter, or maybe Monday. It doesn't matter how you what your ceiling is. Gonzaga's ceiling is is the highest. They have the most talent on their team. If you take by position by position, that is a Nimhard top was five. To, oh, exactly, man. that's a top five player at that position, if not the best. Chet's ceiling is through the roof, whether I want to agree with it or not. It's through the freaking roof. He's seven two, and he's big, and he's lanky, and he can better. block shots, and he can go up and get a rebound, and he can test a bunch of shots. Drew Timmy, we already know what he is. That guy's Ooh. made for March, and that's I'm it. I'm stoked that here's he had to lose, man. He was phenomenal last night. Some of his teammates might have been bad. You might be mad that he missed a couple of hook shots, but at the end of the day, the only reason why this game stayed close on the back end was because Drew Timmy was just throwing crap up. Oh, absolutely. So, but again. It doesn't matter what your ceiling is. Uh, we looked at it with, like, Duke. They, they, they got really crap, close man. to their ceiling. They, they, they got really close to their ceiling against Tech. That was – I would argue, and you know, I've watched a lot of Duke basketball. I love Coach K, and I, I respect the hell out of Coach K. Uh, what he's, he's a phenomenal ambassador for basketball. But they, they, I would argue that yesterday's game was the best game that they've ever played. And it's the same thing with, like, with good, the NBA. Man. It's the same thing with the NBA. Man, you want to catch fire towards the end of the season? Start going to the playoffs uh, with some momentum man. at you. And and honestly, it. I also think this too. And uh, I, I was I was thinking about it yesterday. I think that the biggest moment of this season has already passed, and it was the loss in Cameron Indoor on Coach K's final game at Cameron. I think Absolutely. that that is the most. I think that that was that's going to be their most pressured game ever. They got through that. They kind of understand now how to deal with it whenever that happens, what to do and what not to do. And I think that's going to propel them to beat Arkansas, go to the Final Four, uh, and and damn near win the entire thing. I think that, again, if they play the way that they just played against Tech, there's not a team out here that can beat them. We obviously just saw what they did to the number one ranked defense in the country. 78 what do you, points can't do it much. What worse. do you think Arkansas? What do you think Arkansas is going to Now, great, Arkansas and is a top 10 you, defense. Top Arkansas. 15, but, but Arkansas had a lot of success uh, in the um, Gonzaga game, giving Shet some issues on the boards. I promise you, you will not take Mark Williams to the cleaners. No. The, the one thing no, I learned sir. yesterday, Mark Williams <laughs> got a lot of dog in him. He yes, has got he a does. lot of dog. And now, the thing, uh, there's nobody with hustle like Texas Tech. That is one thing you can't take away from Texas Tech. You can say they're not a good shooting team. You can say they don't have that guy. They've got a whole lot of hustle, man. They lose balls or their thing, man. Oh, we and dog. Oh, we dog. There's a lot of it. And I saw, I got a lot out of Mark Williams last night. I really thought that your guy's going to take him to the glass. And I think O'Banner did a little bit. Um, I believe O'Banner out-rebounded him. I don't have that number in front of me. And O'Banner had like 11. And like I said, that that's that's credit to their dog. And unfortunately, I don't think Arkansas has nearly as much dog as you do. And I think that that'll really come to bite them when they play Duke. Because this, this team is long, man. This Duke it is, team it, is well, let, let, long. And let's be honest, too. Like, especially with the Tech game as well, there were a lot of big-time blocks by Mark Williams that were yeah. awesome timing <laughs> for Duke. Like, like <laughs> change the game kind of blocks. Oh, if man. Williams he tries to go paint. up. That's what I'm saying. I think obviously I, I would argue that he's the best rim protector in the league outside of maybe Edie, but that's just because Edie's seven four. Williams is seven <laughs> foot. That's 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 gonna come with it. I I, 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 think, I like I like Arkansas, but I like Duke a lot more. Uh let's go over to the uh Michigan Villanova game. I did not catch this game. I was too busy watching the Gonzaga and then and then heading into the, the tech game. Um did uh, am I surprised if Villanova won? 
No, not what really. What Jay Wright does, man. It's uh, what Jay Wright does. The last time – I'm telling you, the last two times that they've made it to the Sweet 16, uh, they've won the entire thing. My, uh, my only concern with Villanova right – um, now, granted, I didn't watch this one, so I can't tell you much about it. But moving into play Houston, uh, the biggest difference in this game is going to be experience, man. Uh, Villanova knows exactly how to conduct themselves in environments like this. Uh, Houston, this is going to be big, man. This is going to be big. They got some big aspirations, and I think uh, hopes and dreams are going to catch up to the Lions a little bit in this one. No, not the Lions. The Cougars, my apology. The Cougars in this one. And like I said, Cav hinted at it. Every time Jay Wright gets here, he does something successful. And I really, I really, I really like the way Jay Wright keeps his guys down to earth. If you watch this game, um, not even if you watch this game, if you watch Villanova in general, they never let emotions get out of hand. They never, even yeah. if they're losing games, even if they let somebody go on a 14-0 run, they still at least look locked in. And I really think that's a credit to Jay Wright. Um, I really liked him flirting with NBA jobs, but as why he's staying in college, he's going to keep winning basketball games. So shout out to him, find another tournament win. Um, Michigan, I mean, Kath knows how I feel about Juwan Howard. Shout out to getting your guys this far. Um, the fact that they were still playing was shocking to me. So I think you can take a sweet 16 as a victory since you were getting the brawl not even a month ago. Absolutely. Well, I, I do want to go over this Houston game as well. Uh, I wasn't even a conversation. I told you, told you Houston mm -hmm. was going to win. Mm. Massive apologies out to the University of Houston, uh, how I was dogging them earlier in the year. Uh, I'm not going to say it's not all my fault because they, they played in a terrible conference. And so I've, didn't see them go up against really anybody good. Well, and their two uh, best players are out, bro. What the hell? But I also think, too, that this this is the hottest team in the country right now, and there's no discussion about it. Uh, this is the best basketball that they've played all year. Uh, and shout-out to Kyler Edwards. He played at Tech last year, transferred after Beard left. Um, Kyler Edwards is phenomenal, 19 points, had that clutch three there towards the end of the game. Uh, and, then, and then Houston just ran away with it after that. Arizona looked awful. Okay, I did catch this when I was watching this while I was um, watching the other games. Arizona looked Man. terrible, a just absolutely terrible. Uh, hey, Arizona I send should feel ashamed. To a Darren Terry, I ripped you last week for just kind of standing around with the other two, and it seems like you were the big three. You were the biggest part of the big three in this one. So shout out to your teammates not showing up this week. Give you uh, some apologies for that ripping I gave you last week. Well, Houston also has the same mentality that tech does which by oh, the way i think that's why color edwards is flourishing uh at houston is because it's just the same kind of just chip on their shoulder we're gonna hustle with the ball uh the thing that houston does better than anybody though in this country or in this tournament is they shoot the three damn well uh and if you leave them wide open they shot 45 percent from three yesterday Woo, mm. that'll work like that'll win you basketball games they shot 46 percent from the field listen success, man. if you can if if you can sit there and make half of your threes I mean I don't know what to tell you and and, and you can get points down in the paint golly, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know what to yeah like in college like that's yeah like I, I also want people to understand this too 10 threes in college is a lot uh, in, uh, in the, a game in a game where Houston you more than seven you were going to be successful in college if you can hit eight to 12 right. threes in college you are a high prolific offense you're going to score some points especially in a game where Houston won by a wide margin and they dropped 72. I think Half Arizona's actually there. just bad in this game, man. Um, I did not oh, yeah, think Arizona Houston's defense terrible. was something to uh, be reckoned with. And Arizona, we saw, I mean, we talked about how um, this team was going to come in here and give me points, and I, I didn't get it, man. I watched AU struggle. Um, the, the shooting number 33% from the floor is not a way for success. 33 or 31% from the, the line is not a way for success. And now, granted, uh, you got you did shoot decent from the free throw line, but you can't win over free throws if you're gonna miss everywhere else. So, unfortunately um, for Arizona, right. um, 
I was just disappointed, man. Um, I wouldn't even say you were missing bad looks. Now, granted, you did start taking some crappy shots in the second half, but uh, you just weren't able to knock your looks down. So that's what you get in March, man. Yeah. Well, we'll go over to Friday here because Friday, I mean, today is going to be phenomenal. Uh, just, as, just as much Thursday was. Uh, the St. Peters-Purdue game, that starts at 6.09. I really don't know how that game is going to go. Like, <laughs> I think all of me wants Purdue to st- thinks of them, man. All of me wants to say that Purdue is going to wax them off the court. I'm thinking then, and there's also like a mass – def- right? Well, it's minus 13. Then part of me also wants to say, why not the freaking Peacocks? 9-0 against the spread in their why, last Like, nine. why not them? I mean, so, if, I, if I'm telling you to work this one, I'm at least going to tell you to throw the Peacocks to cover. 9-0 is something nice, so But uh, when oh, I, I, definitely I can't cover. do it again, man. I can't do it again. Uh, granted, I gave this team no shot against Kentucky, so I should at least give them a shot against Purdue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the, the, the fool's menace once again and say, now nah, Purdue's got this one. I think the Peacocks will keep it closer than what, it, what was the number, 14, 13 points, but 13. I don't think they'll win this one. I do agree with you. I think they will cover. But I don't think they have enough in them, and I also am not going to bet against Love the best Jay player in college basketball. Absolutely, right now, so. absolutely. <laughs> I agree. I'm excited to watch this kid go again, man. He's going to give me some special. Uh, ben Carroll put on a performance, Jay Nivey. So it's your turn to answer. Let me see what you got. Absolutely. Uh, Providence plays Kansas mm-hmm. today at six twenty nine. Uh, I've de- I-, I definitely think Kansas is going to win this one. I think it's going to come down to Kansas and Duke. I think it's is the championship game is going to be uh, two big blue buds, of course. Uh, but I definitely think that this is not going to be just a rollover game for sure. Providence is good, and Providence can shoot the lights out of the gym if they're on. Uh, so can Kansas. But we've also uh, – listen, we've seen Providence play terrible, like absolutely awful. We've seen Kansas play terrible. Uh, we've also seen Providence look like a top-five team in the country, and we've seen Kansas look like the best team in the country. So, it's, it's again, it's all a matter of – it does not matter what you've done so far in the season. It does not matter what your ceiling is, how good you could be. It matters how good are you going to be at 629 whenever that tip-off uh, occurs. <laughs> so, you know what? I, I got Providence winning this game. Damn it. I do too, unfortunately. I'm taking Providence by three Why points, not? I think. I think um, Providence is going to shoot the lights out of the gym. Uh, they've been hot in the tournament so far. Uh, I believe it was Richmond who they played last, and they shot over 50% from behind the three-point line. Uh, I got a feeling they're going to replicate that success today. Um, my my biggest concern here with KU is I'll hopefully KU looks past Providence, is already thinking about the next round. Providence come out here, punch them in the mouth early. Um, like Cav said, uh, I, uh, Kansas is a good team. Uh, could be the best team in the country when they play like it. Unfortunately, right. am I going to get that? I don't know. Uh, the good news for Kansas is uh, Providence plays by the same rules, man. Providence could come out here and look absolutely amazing. Providence could come out here and look absolutely terrible. I'm hopefully getting the Kansas that played great, and if that's the case, I think Providence will win this game. Yeah, uh, I just said that I think Kansas – it'll be between Kansas and Duke. I, I want Providence to win. Do I think that Providence will win? Uh, not really. I think Kansas is just – but then again, though, man – Kansas continues to drop the ball and underachieve year after year. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, man. I think they're going to look past itself, Providence. So. I think they're already thinking about the Elite mm-hmm. Eight. They're thinking about um, waxing. I think they get the Miami-Iowa State game. And uh, unfortunately, you got to go step-by-step in the tournament, and I can see them looking past them. If w- We just talked about three-point shooting with Houston. The same rule applies for Providence. I'm pretty sure they hit, what, 13 triples in their first or in their last game against Davidson, 12 triples. And if you can hit that eight yeah, to 12 triples, ridiculous. I think you can find a, find a way to win. And I believe it in Providence to keep the shooting up. 
Unfortunately, uh, like I said, this one catch you with your pants down because Providence come out here and look terrible, but I think they're going to give me their best. And uh, hopefully KU doesn't give me their best because like Cap said, if KU gives you their best, uh, Providence got no shot in this one. Yeah, what about uh, North Carolina, UCLA? Who are you taking in this one? I'm taking uh, UNC. I am also going to take UNC. Uh, I think the Johnny Juzang train is going to run out right here. I think they have just kind of like almost like sleepwalked their way to this point in the tournament, man. Um, uh, I want to say – I can't tell you who they played last round, and I do remember watching. I think Johnny Juzang had 15 points. Uh, just didn't jump off the paper for me. I really liked what I saw from UNC against Baylor outside of the 25-point comeback. The good news is they were able to close that game out, and I think that shows a lot of grit and determination. Um, usually when you blow a lead that big, it is almost a matter of when, not if, that you were going to lose that game. So UNC was able to close out Baylor. I think they did some good things. Uh, I think momentum is rolling high for UNC. He talked about how hot uh, Houston was. I think UNC is probably right up there behind them because they've won a lot of games lately and feeling good about themselves. I think they'll find a way to keep it going against UCLA. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think that uh, UNC is really freaking good, and I'm not going to put a lot of stock into that Baylor uh, game a ton. Their best player got ejected. They had another guy uh, absolutely. Uh, fouled out. Absolutely. Uh, um, some help from the whistle. Some- uh, yeah, some also some ticky-tack fouls that definitely got Baylor back into the game a little bit. Also, Baylor shot fairly well in the last five minutes of the game and then in overtime. Well, they shot terrible in overtime, but last five <laughs> minutes of the game to get them back into it, they shot incredible. I like UNC in this game uh, a ton. <laughs> so I like their for a while, though, no matter when, not if. Well, they've got the matchup predictor on ESPN's got UCLA at 68 and a half or 70, no, 69%. Um, but they also had Tech win and beaten Duke. So, well, really I'll wanna... tell you one thing about UCLA. Um, I picked UCLA to lose three times in the tournament when they went to the um, three or the final four. What was it, two seasons ago? And Juzang was phenomenal. Yeah, when they in the were last like two games, they were like a fourteen seed or whatever. Yeah, right. So if if Juzang plays like he does in those games, because remember he averaged, I think it was like twenty six points in those games. I don't think he'll. We have not seen that replication uh, again in this tournament. Unfortunately, it it is a possibility. I just don't think we'll see it. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, we, we both have UNC. Now, this is interesting here. Iowa State, Miami. <laughs> Iowa State's an 11 seed. Miami's a 10 seed. I cannot stress this enough. This doesn't happen like this. Like, <laughs> this usually usually we have at least, you know, a Cinderella team once a year. St. Peter's is that. Uh, we may have, like, a five, six, or seven seed that is playing in these uh, Sweet 16. They We've got North what? Carolina. We've got North Carolina this year, but holy hell, we've got the we've got the eleven ten seeds playing off against each other. Uh, I like Iowa State in this game. I'm still riding that train. That's a Come on, Larry. baby, I'm not bailing on the Cyclones. I love Cyclone I'm Larry on, on Twitter. Cyclones. By the way, if you want some funny content on Twitter, follow Cyclone Larry. He is absolutely hilarious. Shout out to him. He followed me back a couple months ago when I thought I was famous. So. Uh, <laughs> So serious, I thought I was famous. I was like, "Oh my god, the world, (laughs) dude!" I was, I was was a kid on Christmas, but I've, like I said, I've got Iowa State in the game. Listen, Miami's really good though. Uh, Obviously, Miami beat Duke in the ACC championship. Why Auburn? I mean, yeah, this isn't just a a pushover game for Iowa State for sure. Uh, Definitely, would I'm definitely excited to see how Iowa State's going to play. And I've seen Iowa State play terrible. I've seen them drop 35 points in a game, not a half a game. (laughs) That's not hey, good. They almost lost a seven-man tag. That is that is true. 
Uh, and that was earlier in the year when all the hype was on them when they were the 11 overall, the 11th best team. <laughs> Not the, the 11th seed in the tournament. No, 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 Correct. the 11th overall. <laughs> they were top 10 there for a while too. So I think Iowa State's really good. Love their coach. Love what he's done. Um, but I've got Iowa State. So, uh, do you have any? You have anything else with with college basketball? No, nah, man. I am like I said, excited for these next games. Disappointed in my Zags. Talk NBA. Let's do it. Let's talk NBA. Now, listen, this is the this is the one thing that I came across yesterday. Okay, I saw Devin Booker play absolutely out of his mind. Pulled out my MVP. Laid out of his mind. Kevin, how many did he drop? He dropped what? 49, 49, 10, and 4. Five-year or anniversary of his 70. He decided to do it again. Which, by the way, if you can drop 49 points and you dish out 10 assists, Calvin, that's incredible. Recipe for success. That's incredible. So there's there's a couple things that I want to talk about with uh, uh around the suns and devin booker the suns are eight are eight and three when devin booker plays and cp3 does not i know a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how we weren't very confident in the suns i think it's like before spring break without cp3 uh they looked fairly bad the first game without cp3 and so but has your opinion changed on it at all calvin because mine has <laughs> mine has i didn't think that devin booker uh, would would take the ball up as much, and I didn't think that he would distribute the ball as well as he has. Um, still find a way to get buckets as well. You guys had forty nine points and assists is incredible. That's an incredible number. Uh, with four rebounds and three steals, and I mean, I mean, he filled it up. But has your opinion changed, Kevin? Um, my opinion on the Phoenix Suns, unfortunately, has not changed. Um, the biggest thing I want people to understand, and this is the thing that was not talked about enough coming out of this game. Do we know what changed between this game and the game against the Timberwolves? There was there was one thing that changed over between a two-day stretch, and it was Chris Paul. Chris Paul came back into this team. When Chris Paul comes back, this team is different. The reason why this team is so different with Chris Paul is because what the the difference between Cameron Payne and Chris Paul is the size of the Grand Canyon. Like these, these are not the same individuals. And so what Chris Paul does for this team is he opens up the offense so much more and makes it a lot more fluid. I thought they were going to lose this game. Um, my boy joke gave everything he could to try to keep the nuggets in it. And he was unable to do so. I do think Phoenix, um, you've got to respect them out West. I don't think that's a question anymore. Um, unfortunately, I just have the, 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 the restraint in my chest has not left yet. Um, the, the Devin Booker for MVP hype is not for me. Um, the numbers aren't there. Um, I don't think he's the best player on his team. And uh, unfortunately, the only thing that's really boosting Devin Booker up in this conversation, I think, is record. Um, 60 and 14 is very impressive. Uh, winning very. 60 games is not something that's easy to do in the NBA. But no, unfortunately, my opinion on the, on the Suns hasn't quite changed. I, I think my opinion on the Suns has changed for sure. Again, with what Booker has been doing, again, I try not to over-evaluate the one game. Yeah, you got to take it game sure. by game, absolutely. But his last 10 games, man, he's shooting 55% from the field, Ooh, 42% from three. Says. He's averaging 30 points, seven assists. And that's his last 10 games. Calvin, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> that's pretty good. He's averaging well, 26 but, on the year. But you Listen, remember, I think the biggest the – it's 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 over 10 games i mean he's been damn straight a 26 points per game is nothing to celebrate especially with what's going on in the league i got seven or eight guys at 28 to 30 right now right 
but one of those guys is LeBron James, and you're not giving it to you're not giving this MVP trophy to a, a, oh, well, okay. a, a team uh, that's not making it. One playoffs. thing I'll tell y'all is when I discuss MVP, we are unfortunately just gonna have to uh just take his name straight off the blackboard right here. Uh the, the leading in scoring is great. Unfortunately, the team is really bad. He's not on my big board anymore. He's just kind of like in his own category, just hanging out by himself right now, enjoying his time. I do agree with that. But, anyways, I, I do think, man, listen, they were on pace to win 68 games this year. They're far ahead away of of Memphis, which, by the way, Memphis is, I think, I the think they're great. They, uh, but Jaw definitely needs to be healthy. <laughs> I know they win games without Jaw. I know they win games without Jaw. Okay, hey, let's I, give I some get love. Uh, Desmond Bain, you are absolutely yes. phenomenal. Uh, I begged and pleaded for my maps to draft you, and we decided you were not the route for us. Uh, I'm glad you're making us look stupid because you are absolutely phenomenal. Um, I watched him against Brooklyn um, a couple days ago when uh, they caught 78 from the Wonder Twins and still found a way to close out the Nets without John Morant. Caught 78 points from two players and still found a way to win. So shout out to the Grizzlies. Yeah. There's a lot of dog well, in that deep. basketball team. Let me tell you yeah. something. They are deep and they deep have every hell, person. Man. All 15 of them can uh, shoot a three. And okay, make it, and so. let me tell you this. Um, KD did give them, I think it was like 38 in that game, maybe 40. They did a good job, though. Like I, yeah. like, I know that's hard for people to understand because KD is who he is. KD had 35, 11, and 8. And it was not a good KD performance by any measure. I was disappointed in KD. So I get it. The 35 is hard to understand that. But shout out to Memphis. They did some really good things in this game. And it, like I, I, I was very I had a lot of restraints on Memphis because I did not think they could elevate themselves without John Morant to the level of scoring. I mean, they put up 140 points in that game. I think what the number was. So, I mean, like I said, I got a lot of confidence in Memphis right now. As long as John Morant comes back, I need John Morant in the playoffs. You cannot be successful without an A plus in the playoffs. Agreed. Uh, let's uh, let's go back to the Suns. So I want to talk about this MVP thing. Obviously, uh, I think the only three that have a shot of winning it is Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. And I know what people say about, well, if you're the best player on the best team in the NBA, you should win it, which stats-wise, the Suns are the best team in the NBA. They have the best record in the NBA. But I'm not entirely sure if I'm taking the Suns right now, if I'm taking the Suns to beat the Bucks in a game series or in a seven game series. And I don't know if I'm taking them to beat Philly in a seven game series. Now, I think that they could beat Denver in a seven game series. Absolutely. And that's only because Denver's not healthy. If Denver was healthy, that would not be the case but, by any measure. But, you, but do you see what I'm saying, though? So there's talk about Devin Booker wanting, he should be. Oh, in the he's top not the three. best player on his team. He is not better than Chris Paul. What Chris Paul adds to the – if the Phoenix Suns had to go into the postseason and sit down one of two players, they would sit down Devin Booker and keep Chris Paul. I promise you that. Just because you do not understand basketball at home doesn't mean Monty Williams doesn't understand basketball in Phoenix. What Devin Booker does scoring is not debatable, without a doubt. That is – he is their best scorer. They need that. Chris Paul keeps everyone else involved. Devin Booker okay, gets Devin Booker going, and Chris Paul gets all fifteen guys going. That is well, incredibly Cal- valuable. Let's say for let's 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 play hypothetical here. Let's say Devin Booker is the best player on the Suns, which can be up for debate. Uh, I know Absolutely. you don't feel that. You, I know you may not feel that way, but it 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 could be up for debate. I still don't see being the better team than the Bucks or the uh, the Sixers right now. I'm sorry. But my thing is, even even if um, I think for 
the Phoenix argument in the postseason, uh, the only reason I, I don't think Phoenix is the best team out West. I just think Golden State is not playing like the best team out West. And my issue with Phoenix Valid. is Phoenix plays team ball. There's no doubt about that. And that's what's going to make Phoenix special in the postseason is they play team ball. The, the issue I have with team ball is team ball is not equal to elite stars. When this team Correct. runs into a team like Brooklyn, like Philadelphia, these guys have two A's. You have one yeah. and a half. And that's not going to work. And that's the thing Phoenix Suns fans don't understand. Your team ball is beautiful. What happened in the postseason last year? You let two guys put you away. That's that's what it was. Milwaukee yeah. completely threw away their game plan. Drew Holiday onto Takumbo took over. And now, granted, I get Middleton gave you a lot of help in the closing. So you could say it was three guys. You still don't even have two. That doesn't solve your problem. And I think Phoenix is going to run into the same issue. It might be in the NBA Finals again. They might find a way to get all the way to the NBA Finals again. But unfortunately, dude, they do not have the star power to win an NBA championship. And this is a star-filled league. You need, especially right now. Especially, especially right, right now. now. Right. I mean, if you're telling me that, uh, it, let's say CP comes back too, you're telling me that Devin Booker, CP3, uh, or Crowder, and uh, who else is on Andre there? Freaky uh, Aiden, Andre Freaky uh, Aiden, Andre Johnson. Payne. Like, are you I'm telling just... me that they're? Are you telling me that they're beating AD and Kyrie? Are you That's my me thing. That... That's telling me that thing. they're beating James. You're going to produce Giannis? similar production to the guys. And the thing I want people to understand right now, um, the best player in the in the NBA right now, it's debatable between two people in my mind. And they play on the same team. Uh, you can hate Kyrie as much as you want to. He is the hottest player in the National Basketball Association Agreed. right now. There is yep. no one who is playing basketball as good as Kyrie Irving is. Kyrie Irving, for the first time in his career, this is going to blow a lot of people away. It keeps blowing me away. He is playing a plus defense not just good defense not just tolerable defense he is playing incredible defense and if if they keep this up i kid you not the 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 fact that they have two a pluses is a problem especially in the postseason and shout out to eric adams he's playing at home now i mean that was your only that was your best defense and i think that's going to kill a lot of these teams out east man um when you look across conference out west the thing i love most about phoenix the the Western Conference teams will have to play up to beat them. Um, if the Nuggets beat them, it'll be because Jokic will have to play up. If the Mavs beat them, Luka will have to play up. Same thing with Utah. Donovan Mitchell will have to play up. The question is, will you get that? I don't know. Um, I, uh, Luka Doncic is not a, pro, a playoff-proven scorer. Neither is Donovan Mitchell. Um, Jokic right. is by himself. I don't know if he's going to get help. Um, Memphis, uh, I want to tell you, I can't tell you if Memphis is for real or not because I've never seen him in the postseason before. And I know y'all... I know y'all talk about last year, whatever. They won one game. I mean, they, they lost to the Utah Jazz after winning one game. Like, I, that's not really something very impressive to me. So I still got to wait a little bit on Memphis. But uh, to your Phoenix thing, just just don't got a lot of love for that basketball team, man. I don't think Devin – I think Devin Booker is a great sidekick. I really do. I think he's a great sidekick. I don't think he's a one. I think maybe – I personally think that he is a one. I think he's the best player on the Suns team. I think Chris Paul brings more off the court. Uh, and then on the court in terms of he's the quarterback of that team. Uh, but I don't think that it's a question that Devin Booker's a better basketball player than Chris Paul is. Um, I think, yes, I, he's a better basketball player. Um, I think value, though, uh, you got to remember the, the Phoenix Suns, and this is what blows my mind that people forget, this Phoenix Suns team was put together just like this, and they were a lottery team. And they added one player true. and turned into the best player in the Western Conference. That's that's the difference between. Oh, that's a valid Chris point. Paul and without Chris Paul, none of these guys are new. They drafted Cam Johnson, drafted DeAndre Ayton, drafted Devin Book. These are all guys. They camp. All these guys were in the building. Jay Crowder, Mikel Bridges. They were all there. They were just the worst team in the league. 
and then they added Chris Paul. And so uh, that's that's my issue why I can't give Devin Booker too much love. I still remember remember like he used to he used to moan and complain about me not going to the All Star game when they were winning twenty two games a season. Like I mean, I just don't got a lot well, of now he's complaining about not being in the MVP conversation and. I'm sorry you didn't good. catch fire until the last in, until there's eight games left. Like first, so there off, are two. Is, there are only is, two names that are not in the three that Cap discussed that are remotely close to the MVP conversation right now. One of them is Jason Tatum. Uh, what the Celtics are doing is not deniable. They are surging like it's nobody's business. Agreed. Jason Tatum's stock is going through the roof right now. And the other one is Luka Doncic. Both of these guys are averaging thirty points a game right now. Uh, I mean, they the, over the past over the past two months, I think Jason Tatum by stats has been the only player who's been remotely as close to as good as Luka Doncic has. And unfortunately, the stats for – I have them in front of me. Jason Tatum is 27, 8, 4, and, five, and 1. He's averaging a steal, too. Luka, it's 27, 10, 9, and 1. I mean, both these guys have been absolutely phenomenal. And unfortunately, I don't get the same production on the full end of the court as I do Devin Booker. Got to remember, Luka Doncic is by himself, and Jason Tatum still plays with an immature Jalen Brown. So, I mean, I just – if, if I'm going oh to add another name to the MVP board, it's not going to be Devin Booker. Well, that and again, I, I think too that Jason Tatum and Luca. Now, Luca has been doing this. I think Real, the biggest three months. I think now. the biggest I mean, knock on Luke. I think the biggest knock on Luke is Luca is his inconsistency. Number one. I think it's the beginning of the season, man. He was and bad the beginning out the of gate. the season. But but here's also another thing too, though. These these voters have already made up their mind on who the absolutely is going to be. Absolutely. I, there, I don't I don't think that there's anything that Devin I mean, unless Devin Booker comes out of here and drops 50 a night for the last eight games of the season. I don't same thing for Lucas, same thing for uh, uh well, I, I'm actually at the point where I'm ready to call it right now. Um I do believe Joel Embiid will be your MVP only because of one thing and one thing and very in particular, uh the idea of voter fatigue. Um we did see Nikola Nikola Jokic win the MVP. Giannis has won too. Um Giannis is on load management right now. Um Unfortunately, voter fatigue will end the award in Joel Embiid's hands. Unfortunately for me, I don't think that's correct. I do believe Nikola Jokic is the MVP. Uh, I think Joke leads us in so many statistical categories. His team is terrible and they're 12 games over 500. I understand voter fatigue, though. I mean, we want more people to have the award or whatever. So I do think Joel Embiid will end up winning it. I I think voter fatigue is the only reason why Giannis does not get it. He's won it three of the last four years. Uh, So that's number one. And then number two, same thing. I also think the difference, too, is that Philly's a better team than Denver is. Uh, Absolutely. And if, Jokic, and if Jokic and Embiid are producing somewhat of the same numbers, I, it's going to go to Joel. Uh, you did bring up Kyrie, and you brought up the Nets. <laughs> I'm so excited. A couple, of days, a couple of days ago. Now, listen, I'm not going to get into too many politics, and neither is Calvin. A couple of days ago, um, the mayor of New York came out and said that he is going to allow Kyrie Irving to play. Without, uh, without the vaccine. I, first off, it doesn't make any sense to me why it's professionals, like why it's celebrities, but hey, that's <laughs> here over there. Who cares? Second off, and I think the most important thing with this is Kyrie has been playing phenomenal when he's on the court, and he's essentially getting two times the rest as the next player sitting next to him across the court. It's so fresh. He's incredibly fresh. He hasn't used his legs all year long. The only thing that I worry about with this Brooklyn Nets team at this moment right now is chemistry, and that's it. The only reason why I don't put a ton of stock into that is because Katie wanted to play with Kyrie. 
Their relationship Absolutely. was phenomenal. And they both of them, we watched, we watched KD take this squad to he was uh, he was what he was like a quarter of an inch I'm on telling the front of beating they won the title last year. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind about that. If Kyrie would have stayed healthy, right. I don't even care about James Harden. They didn't even need James Harden. They just needed one of the two to be healthy, and they would have won that series. Hey, shout out James Harden, though, by the way, buddy. You just had to wait a month. That's all you had to do is wait a month, and then you'd be you'd yep. be sitting. A I bit I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the playoff series where James Harden shrinks and the other two guys on the Brooklyn Nets elevate into the prime time playoff performers that they are because I think the biggest difference here and I actually have a different concern than calf uh, chemistry is a good one but unfortunately I think this team is the only exception to that rule um the, the thing Simmons. I'm concerned about Ben freaking Simmons calf knows me yeah. so well Dog, what is going on? Um, I stressed to y'all on the show, I was about 110% sure the only reason why Ben Simmons was not playing was because he didn't want to play in Philadelphia on March 10th. Okay, apparently the guy's actually hurt. Um, I don't get how you got hurt not playing. That's my biggest question here. Um, you were sitting on the sideline and you, you, you ruptured a disc. Okay, okay, that's cool. I'm not going to get too upset about that. When are you going to play? Because my only concern Practice, here... Maybe? Um, um, KD cannot give you 35 a night and guard the best player on the other end of the court. I know yeah, he no. did it last year, um, but you, you did end up losing last year. That's the one thing I want Steve Nash to remember. I know you made Kevin Durant run up and down the car, court and guard Giannis. And at the end of the day, he did a good job. I'm not going to take that away from KD. He was um, probably an A with double pluses in that series. It was one of the best playoff performances I've ever seen. I don't think that is a recipe for success again. I don't think you can ask Kevin, because what you're going to, right now, Kath, let's play theoretical here. You're going to ask Kevin Durant to first guard Bam Adebayo. Then you're going to have to go and you're going to play the four seed. You're going to ask J him to then guard Jason Tatum. And then no, you're going to ask him happening. to hang. No, yeah, it's not happening. Like that, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. If you add Ben Simmons in, you solve all of those issues right there. Ben Simmons can guard literally anybody in the league. Um, uh, One through five. Hell, one through six, add another position. He can guard the coach, too. Uh, he might not be able to score, but Ben Simmons is an A-plus defender. If he does not play, I will have some concerns with the Brooklyn Nets. I will not be as confident as I would. If Ben Simmons plays, I don't think anyone will beat them, and I don't think anyone would take them past six games. Without Ben Simmons, there are two or three, maybe seven-game series in here. Now, the only pushback that I have for you, Rhett, is it just depends on who Brooklyn plays, right? So, first I, off, I if think they that's play the route, man. The, the if, they play, if, they, if they play Miami, I'm putting Kyrie on Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero when he comes in the game. Absolutely. I'm telling you, Kyrie if they, can if, defend. If they, play, if they play Boston, I'm putting him on Jason Tatum. I mean, I'm putting Kyrie on Jason Tatum for sure. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily – Kyrie has well, been uh, – Kyrie been, another good one to remember. Kyrie's been playing A-plus defense yeah, here absolutely. in the in this, this last year. So, I – I don't necessarily think that they are if they get if they don't get Ben Simmons back they're not going to play again. It just depends on who they play. Now if they play Milwaukee, and you're going to ask the, the Bucks to guard one. Giannis, you I I don't think the the he made a really good point about Kyrie being able to guard. Uh, like I said, Kyrie has been absolutely impeccable on the defensive end this season. We watched him lock up James Harden in Philadelphia. Um, Chris Middleton, the, the Bucs are a bad matchup, man. Um, Drew Holiday uh, is probably uh, – I don't think there's anyone in the league who can guard Kyrie. Drew Holiday is one of the guys who can at least give him some problems. Drew Holiday yeah, is an absolutely. A defender. Um, Chris Middleton yeah, is, 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 is an issue, man. Um, the, the issue we saw at the end of the postseason last year, uh, Kevin Durant didn't know who to guard. Um, he had to pick up Chris yeah. Middleton in closing time, and I don't know if Andre Drummond can hold on to Takumpo. So I, I think the Bucs are the worst matchup. Um, a lot of people are sleeping on the Bucs. Uh, the Bucs are my second team in the East. I think Brooklyn's the best team, and then it is the Bucs. Um, 
I had this conversation with Calf the other day. Um, I was doing my homework on some playoff performances. I wanted to figure out what John Morant was out in the first round last season. And I ended up on Joel Embiid. And I realized that I do not think Joel Embiid is a closer in the postseason. Unfortunately, James Harden is not either. Uh, unfortunately, neither is Tobias Harris. Maybe maybe Tyrese Maxey is. I haven't seen him yet, but I doubt he is. And unfortunately, I'm getting um, I'm getting cold feet with Philadelphia as we get closer to the big day. Um, we're supposed to be walking down and uh, walking down the aisle to get married pretty soon. And the only thing I'm thinking about is her cute cousin across the street named the Brooklyn Nets. So I I do believe the Milwaukee Bucks will be the biggest um, sense of competition for the Nets out east. Agreed. I think it also depends on when you play them as well. I'm wondering if it's got to be in the it's got to be the Eastern Conference Finals. You can't do it early. You can't. That's I think that's why the play-in comes is so important. Whatever exactly. Milwaukee, losing Milwaukee's that first the one. Game. If Milwaukee's the two, lose. <laughs> right. Please right. do not go to Milwaukee because one thing I'll tell you guys too, and this is another thing that NBA fans need to remember, is going to be a big difference between the bubble and last season. Fans are back. Um, these are 110% packed arenas. Milwaukee shakes. I love Brooklyn to death. You have no home court. Your fans are plastic. Milwaukee is not the case. If you go to a place like Milwaukee, it'll rain down on you. You do not want to do that in the first round. You do not want to do that in the first yeah. round. Um, one thing I'll tell you out East, Gap, um, it's it's not going to be easy. Whoever gets out of the Eastern Conference, I think that's the biggest difference between the East and the West. The West has a lot of guys who are going to have to prove themselves in the postseason by themselves. The Eastern Conference, that's not the case. These are complete basketball teams. I think the Celtics are now getting dangerously close to compete or to complete. I think they lack at the sure. center position, but I think Al Horford yep. is more than competent enough to fill that hole. Uh, point guard, I have a little bit of concerns too, but I think Marcus Smart on the defensive end brings uh, makes up for the fact that he's not the uh, facilitating point guard that you need. Peyton Pritchard off the bench has given me a lot that I really do like. Uh, and the thing I like about the Celtics is they knock the three down. Um, Grant Williams, a great yeah. shooter off the bench. If you can spread the floor and give Jason Tatum way to create, I think uh, that's a key to success. The good news is um, five and six. I think Cleveland, I think Cleveland is dead without Jared Allen. They continue to struggle. Um, Chicago is the same way. I think they're dead. Uh, the Raptors have looked pretty good, Kath. I don't know. Um, Pascal Siakam went for 36 last night and a pretty nice win. Um, I want to say it was against Cleveland. Indeed it was. Um, I think Toronto is one that, uh, maybe not win a series, but if you make the Nets go on the road without Kyrie in the play-in, they, they could give them some hard times up there in the great north. Yeah, so I, I do want to get this before we get out of here. we got about a couple of minutes left here. Um, what who, – who do you have coming out of the East? I want you to tell me who the Eastern Conference Finals game is going to be between, and then I want you to tell me who the Western Conference, who's going to come out of it, who's going to play in the Finals here before we get out of here. Where we're we're sitting East. at right now. Yeah, out east. Um, if I get matchups accordingly, now granted they couldn't end up meeting in the first round. I think Milwaukee and Brooklyn will be my Eastern Conference matchup. Uh, I think Milwaukee will stay in the two right now, and uh, Brooklyn will go to the other side of the bracket. I think Milwaukee will beat the Sixers in six games to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, where they'll then lose to the Nets. Um, on the other side in the West, uh, I I do believe the West is a little bit more of a toss up here. I'm have I I've done some back and forth on this in the Western Conference. Uh, I think the uh, finals to go will be uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I think the Mavs will beat the, uh, the Phoenix Suns in a 4-5 or wow. a 5-1 matchup right there. Uh, that's a little bit of hometown bias right there. I can't tell you any other reason why besides they're my Mavs. Um, and then on the other side, I don't think Golden State is ready to compete, Kath. Uh, I really I, – I think game six clay is 110% a thing. I want to say they can just flip the switch when postseason time comes. Unfortunately, Steph Curry is not healthy, and that is not how the National Basketball Association works. I think Memphis will find a way not only to win their first-round matchup but then beat Golden State. Uh, I don't think the Nuggets have enough to win a series. I've got a lot of love for Nikola Jokic, but I just don't think they'll find a way to beat Golden State in the first round. 
But then I said, like I said, I think the Grizzlies will take care of Golden State in about six games, play my Mavs. I think my Mavs go to the uh, NBA championship, lose to the Nets in five games. Jesus. Okay. Um, okay. I was not expecting to hear the Mavs. <laughs> I just don't okay. believe in the Western Conference, man. Like I, like, I feel like the safe bet is picking Phoenix, but you can't give me a reason why. I, I wish I could myself, but unfortunately, I just don't know what the answer is to that one. I will say this. Um, I think out of the Eastern, uh, I think it's going to be Milwaukee and the Nets. Uh, I don't really like Philly. Don't like that. I don't like the lack of bench that they have. So I think it's going to be Milwaukee um, and Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's going to take that series because I'm not betting against KD. Brooklyn's going to go to the finals. That's what I've got right now out of the East. And then I've got Phoenix uh, and I've got Memphis. I got the one and two seeds. I think Phoenix is going to have a fairly e- a fa- fairly easy time in their first round. Uh, they're going to get they're going to get to the West Conference Finals. And let me tell you something: I'm going to have Memphis coming out of the West. Uh, I, and I think it's going to be Memphis and and Brooklyn. I uh, still like Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's going to win it all. Kyrie, the the vaccination things out out of the uh, picture. Um, Welcome to the bright side, my friend. Welcome to the bright side. Uh, in other NBA good. news, before we get out of here, uh, New Orleans is now tied for the Lakers. Uh, is now tied with the Lakers uh, for the ninth and tenth spot right there. My Spurs are two games back. Actually, we're a game and a half back uh, from Los Angeles. Gotta take care. Uh, so shout out to the Lakers for sure. Shout out to the Lakers. Uh, hopefully, we can get into the. I, listen, I think if we just get into the playoffs, I'm perfectly okay with that. So I agree. Uh, let's move it over to final takes, Calvin. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. So what 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 do you have for us here on the final take? Um, final take. Uh, I really don't got a lot. Um, shout out to Italy. They missed the world cup yesterday. One of the greatest soccer games I've seen in my lifetime. Um, North Macedonia scored a 92 minute winner that made me go absolutely little kid mode. So shout out to that. One of the greatest football matches I've seen in my lifetime. Italy can't miss two world cups in a row. Mancini's going to get sacked. That was tough. Like it. I was actually pretty surprised. Uh, what was that? A couple of days ago. We talked about it. What was this Tuesday? Um, what was that? What was that big Tuesday game that you talked about? The oh, soccer game. Um, Barcelona Real Madrid. Yeah, Barcelona Real Madrid. Um, by the way, Pogba doesn't want to return. So, uh, shout out to Pogba. Go get you some money, big bro. Go get you some money. Um, yeah, my final take. College basketball, great. Um, yeah, so I'm still kind of a little shaken up tech loss. So uh, I definitely will be watching some college basketball today. Also, shout out Mama K for sending that GIF on Twitter to me today with the, <laughs> the hug emoji. She knew I needed it. Um, the condolences. She's trying to do her part. She's trying to do her part. Uh, hopefully, Mama K, you uh, have, have a nice time down there at the, uh, the ring dunking ceremony out there. <laughs> I know you'll uh, – I know hey, you'll definitely Cliff. be. I'm pretty enjoy- sure. I'm pretty sure my pops just won his bracket pool with that Duke win, a little seven hundred and fifty dollar check. Hopefully, my dad takes my mom somewhere nice with that money. Well, she deserves it. You Absolutely. know, Mama K, you do deserve it. Yes, uh, Cliff. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. See, I, I, I was telling your mom. Um, I was like, no, you know, Cliff's not going to win this thing because Duke is losing to Tech. <laughs> Shit. I was wrong. Stars aligned, man. Stars aligned. Shout out to my pops. Like I said, hopefully he uses that money on something productive besides something stupid to put in the backyard. <laughs> and he's going to buy himself a new fancy toy or something. Yeah, exactly, bro. Something to put in the garage, <laughs> hang on a shelf. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Listen, we're going to be back here on Monday for sure. Um, and talk about the uh, the Elite Eight games. Obviously, they're uh, what you call it will be done. Um, I think actually the Elite Eight 
if I'm not mistaken, don't they play uh, Saturday? I believe so. Yeah, they do play Saturday. Yeah, Houston Villanova plays Saturday. Arkansas Duke also plays. Houston plays at 509. Arkansas Duke plays at 749. Um, then I believe it's going to be Sunday. So then we're going to talk about the Elite Eight games on Monday. Uh, see where we're at with college basketball. I, like I said, I've got Houston beating Villanova. I've got Duke beating Arkansas. Uh, I don't really think there's a lot of pushback from Calvin or the rest of the country. Uh, so we will be back on Monday. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Leave a review. Leave a comment for us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. I actually really like hearing from you guys uh, about stuff that we should change up, what you want to hear, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, Calvin, you got anything else? I don't, man. Enjoy the weekend. Y'all be safe. Join us on Monday. Absolutely. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe. We'll see you back here on Inside Unless Table.